Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Courtney and Corey only wanted 15 minutes of alone time and Eden came in demanding to use the restroom. Find out more and keep watching. I'm Maria Menounos and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, <laughs> I feel like I have this song memorized now. Yes, and like, I always do the same sway, back and forth, back and forth. Yes, we are here talking everything about Marriage Boot Camp Family Edition, Season 15, Episode 4, Lost. I'm your girl, Zakia Wilberts, loving everything about marriage and union and counseling and I'm here with my favorite the hostess with the most <laughs> oh I love that ah, is that so cute kind. yes I love my that thank you <laughs> hey guys what's up yes honey we've been on plenty of panels together but she is honestly like a huge expert when it comes to anything that deals with therapy and counseling and journaling journal girl. yeah I do I do a little bit of all of it I so. see I here told you so she's she's the <laughs> ultimate go-to but today we're we're going to talk about is the argument between the filmments. We're going to talk about bottled up emotions and letting them go. And a little bit more about some of the exercises that we've seen between our panelists. I heard you got some great news and gossip. I do. Mm-hmm. So and y'all got to stay tuned for that. Yes. And we have a plot twist. We're going to announce it now? No, we're okay, not. Okay, okay. So we're not going to tell you. Stay tuned. <laughs> we're not going to tell you. But a plot twist to our special segment. Overall, we're going to jump into it. What were your thoughts of this episode? I think it was a good episode. I think we're starting to see that other issues are present for these families. Mm -hmm. So there's something else that I wanted to actually bring to the forefront. We see Alexis and Corey acting as if they are the therapists. And I think, again, they're forgetting Mm -hmm. the mission and the goal of this. Mm -hmm. Everyone is there to get help. So you can't play therapist and think, I don't need any help, so right. this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play therapist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, let's acknowledge that you all are here for the same reason, and that is to get help because you also have an issue. Yep, exactly. And I'm with you there. Uh, them just trying to speak with everyone and being in everyone's business and reconcile differences is not needed because you're there to seek help and not <laughs> give help. Um, you're there to receive it. But overall, I thought this episode was revealing in a mm. lot of of emotions or situations that people were trying to hide from. For instance, Corey and his brother Eden, they had revealed a conversation that they that Corey has never heard, neither has Eden. So I think that was really revealing for them. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. I also think that we see issues that keep recurring with the families. And if these issues continue to happen, with the deleted scenes, they were saying, like, if they continue to happen, like, you're never going to seek or get the help that you need. So hopefully the Govins pull it together because their issue is 
just continues to brew and get worse and worse. And it breaks my heart because we see that the Govins, compared to the other families in this episode, they're the ones who can't get it together. Mm-mm. So their communication is very poor. Mm-hmm. I think that if they stopped and actually listened to each other, then conversations can be a little bit more fruitful than mm-hmm. what they are. But no one wants to hear the other person out. It's like they're in a room. They're all talking at each other. Yep. And again, when you're talking at a person, right. you're not in the headspace of I'm going to intentionally listen to you. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about what I'm going what I'm going to say next to whatever you have in Girl. response to me. You know what I mean? Preach. Preach about it. I mean, we're definitely going to dive in their issue, but I know mm-hmm. who had a, another huge issue that I definitely want to speak on was Eden, Corey, and Courtney. Um, mm-hmm. The problem <laughs> with this family was, I guess they were in there having their little alone time, Courtney and um, Courtney and Corey, mm-hmm. and they needed their little 15 minutes to get their little, you know, physical interaction. <laughs> I love how you worded that. <laughs> their <Yes>. physical interaction <laughs> going. And Eden is barging in, trying to say he has to use the bathroom. He's not trying to give them 15 minutes. I know what I, I... I have so much to say about mm. this, but I I don't want to speak on it because I felt like you were shaking your head, too. So, first, you. What were your thoughts of... Did he actually need to be at that door? Did he? Could he have waited? Just, let, just spill Girl, it. Spill in it. addition <laughs> to me shaking my head mm-hmm. during this part in the episode, I was rolling my eyes. I'm like, what do you mean you need to use the restroom if your brother is telling you that he needs alone time with his wife? And they're all stuck in a house, and I'm sure... You know, they have to try and fit in time for mm-hmm. intimacy. Give them 15 minutes and go use another restroom. Like, I could not understand that. It was almost as if he's attached at his brother's hip. Yeah. And the moment that Corey leaves, he's, like, fiending for... Some type of attention. Yeah, some type of closeness with someone. And I just couldn't understand that. I don't feel like it was appropriate for him to try and get into the room Right. And as much as the other families were siding with Eden, like, oh, because he had to use the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, at what point did you as a grown man decide, oh, right now when I know they're not here that I have to use the bathroom? At what point? Like, I understand you guys are here to seek counseling. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was more so like a lack of disrespect, maybe a little bit of jealousy, uh, because why are you knocking on the door? And for you to consistently knock. It wasn't like, hey, I have to use the bathroom, restroom, and you didn't know. And they're like, oh, give us 15 minutes. And you just, you thought they were just packing their clothes up. Right. You were sitting there knocking, knocking, knocking. Oh, yeah, it was intentional. Restroom. Right, it was intentional. Because at the point where they say give them 15 minutes, it's like find another restroom. And I I do not want to believe that that home, that big home, <laughs> only has restrooms in their rooms. If it does, I am completely shocked. Somebody let me know if you've ever been inside of it. <laughs> because you mean to tell me it's not a half a bath downstairs? It has to be. It has to be. Now, Eden did say that he would have appreciated if Corey and Courtney would have communicated, hey, we're about to go get it on, mm-hmm. and so can you not come in our room? But I feel like... Why should they have to communicate something like that? They snuck off, Mm -hmm. you know, to mind their own business. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened at that same time, Eden had to go use the restroom. So I know if it were me and I was sharing a room with my sister and her man 
and they needed their alone time, look, girl, get your life. Right. I'm not about to interrupt. I don't need to use a restroom. Right. In fact, I'm going to hold it mm-hmm. until you all are done because I would be happy for my sister. Right. Get your life. It's the classic college experience. <clears throat> if y'all should discuss, okay, so you had this miscommunication mm-hmm. and now you're like, oh, you didn't say when you were going to go do your alone time. All right, so now we have the conversation. So anytime you see a sock <laughs> on the door, knob, I mean, <laughs> Come on, like if you guys are gonna share it, do the ultimate co- college experience. Anytime you see a sock on the doorknob, don't come in. Mm-hmm. We need our alone time, or we like, or okay, let them know. Hey, a cold word. We going up to see the pink <laughs> elephant. You know what I mean? Like, so she won't have to feel like I'm going to have sex with my husband. Right? Like, That's not hey, something everybody. that she has to announce. Right? Ugh. Ugh. A lot of bottled up emotions. And Courtney was so upset. She was like, you definitely killed the vibe for me and my husband. And I felt sad for her because I'm like, dang. That was the first time I actually heard her talk. Me too. (laughs) And actually have something to contribute towards the conversation. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard her voice. But thanks for speaking this episode, Courtney. Right. Thank you, Courtney. (laughs) We were waiting for you. We were. Come in. (laughs) A lot of bottled up emotions yes. <laughs> was said or came out in this episode. Speaking of bottom up, um, <laughs> oh my, I didn't mean to say it like that. I said bottom up. Never mind. Okay, oh. anyway. <laughs> Bottles. Bottles. Mm-hmm. Bottles. Yes, this was an exercise where they uh, shared their emotions. Do you think journaling, um, because at this point they're saying the things that they want to say but don't actually say to mm-hmm. the other person's face do you believe journaling can assist you in any type of emotion that you may be feeling absolutely mm-hmm. i am an advocate for journaling it's something that i do whenever i'm going through something and i don't feel like at that time i can communicate it to maybe the person involved i will get my journal write it out scream if i have to tear the page if right. i have to because to me it's a release mm-hmm. you know it's something that has been bottled in, and so now I'm letting it out on paper. But did you see how... Oh, I'm, Laura. His name is... Nope. Aaron. Aaron, yes. Ha, I read your mind. <laughs> so you did. Thank you. Aaron mentioned how writing is not mm-hmm. helpful for him. Mm-hmm. He said that he much rather communicate. And we have people like that. Right. We have people who are better at journaling. That's their way of communicating. And then we have people like Aaron who would just rather have a verbal conversation with you. Mm-hmm. So to me, journaling is something that's okay Necessary. to do. Um, but then again, for others, maybe not. Right. And I, I believe we saw, well, we definitely saw Laura, and that was her thing. She had to explain, listen, I need more paper. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is what I do. This is how mm-hmm. I get it all out. I believe she used three pieces of paper, the pieces of paper, because I was watching and counting. Mm-hmm. And she also, when she had to throw, because everyone had to throw their letters in the uh, river or pond or whatever that mm-hmm. is, she broke the entire <laughs> glass. Yes. yes, she honestly had so much anger in her but you know from that from watching them do that I thought of when I had a personal experience where um you know people close to me had died like two people or whatever what I did was I did the same type of thing so I'm glad like the the therapist brought this back because now I realize this is something I should keep doing Mm -hmm. I went and I said everything that I wanted to say to um my grandmother and my cousin who had passed away like um and if it was a relief because I went to the marina um, in my hometown, and I threw the the letter in the the um 
ocean and it mm-hmm. felt well whatever that is it was yeah. like a lake or ocean and it felt like i was letting them know how mm-hmm. i felt yeah so if you guys journal or don't like journaling just try it see if you like it mm-hmm. we recommend it Absolutely. i mean it brought up some emotions for us <laughs> yes this episode actually did mm-hmm. in the next exercise of them having mm. to face the reality of someone passing away. Mm-hmm. So they use the dummy. Right. Obviously. But, you know, they played played it as they were actually going through this experience of loss. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really hard to see that because too often we take life for granted. So I think that that was the lesson here right. to not take life for granted to have those hard conversations now mm-hmm. while the two mm-hmm. of you are present because let me tell you speak when someone passes away you don't get that opportunity to speak nope. about whatever issue or confrontation you all had your chance is lost right once that person is gone and so i really do appreciate the doctors having this be an exercise because I do think generally speaking, I know I do sometimes I take life for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, I would rather wait till tomorrow to have that hard conversation when tomorrow's not promised. So what would it look like for you to have that hard conversation today and that just spoke to me because I need to have a hard conversation after this show. Oh no. But yeah, I I appreciated that that part in the the episode for sure. I know something that isn't hard for us to do and something we don't take for granted. <laughs> <laughs> and that's After Buzz TV, honey. Yes, tell yes, us why. Yes. Tell us why. Thank you guys so much for letting us be the ESPN of TV talk. Mm-hmm. We obviously love what we get to do here and it is all because of your love and your support. So be sure to like this video right here. Subscribe if you haven't already. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify. I promise you, you will not want to miss anything that's happening here. And continue to support us because we love bringing you guys content. We do, we do, and we <laughs> love it. We feel like these are wins for us and not losses. But we're, what you were speaking of, yeah. we are going to speak about those losses that you brought up and when they felt like they lost mm-hmm. um, their family members. Because it, this this part of the exercise was so important. I think we should d- yeah. dive in like each family. Yeah. So for the Carters, they had a really eye-opening um situation where at first I thought Jane wouldn't like Jane and Aaron wouldn't get it together because mm-hmm. Aaron was sort of still pushing back but then when yeah. he finally listened mm-hmm. um he actually accepted that she was sorry and that mm-hmm. she really wanted to be a mother and this is something he always want do you see um oftentimes like denial is something that could have that um makes us not receptive of not or denial or pain that makes us not receptive of others' feelings or how did you feel about their whole interaction? Yeah, I think when you are so focused on how you perceived things to have gone in your relationship with mm-hmm. whomever, it's hard for you to understand the other person's perspective mm-hmm. because you're only thinking about, well, this is what you did to hurt me, this is what you did to affect me, right? And not really listening to the other party. You know what I mean? And so. I try in my own relationships, which is something that I can definitely do better at as I continue to grow, Mm -hmm. is use I statements. Mm. So not pointing the finger, but using I statements to not have the person on the receiving end feel attacked. Right. So I feel like 
this happened. And as a result of this happening, I am affected because X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. So I think that communication, again, it goes back to how important that is. And listening. Right. Listening. It's so so easy, but it's so hard because a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't want to hear the past themselves and I see I see Aaron sometimes doing that he's he's been hurt so much by his mom that mm-hmm. he that listening to her actually try to be his mom and actually come out sometimes it's hard for him and I think I love what you said about like you using I statements I think a lot of times like I use the I statements but I also include the fact that I give like a bad and a good mm-hmm. so I've always I'm always like you know, this is what hurt me. This is how this felt. But also, I do like when, you know, we have these communications or or we ha- we talk like this. And um, I can't think of, like, a certain time. Mm-hmm. But and I would tell you guys in my <clears throat> open book. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I often say, this is good. This is where it's good. This is where it's bad. Now, how can we meet in the middle? How mm-hmm. can we fix it? So, never trying to make it seem like it's just them. Or sometimes I'll say something that I know I do wrong. Yeah. So, I'm like, I know... Y- you know, I don't like when you do this. And I know that I don't like when I do this. So how can we fix it? So that they're not like, you're attacking me. But someone who has been attacking her mama this entire time, but finally resolved through some a situation through this exercise. And I did not see this coming was the Bellinos. I know. I know. I know you had a lot um, to say about Alexa's behavior. So how, how was her behavior now in this this part of this exercise? So I think we were able to see Alexis's. I hate how that. Yeah, came out. <laughs> but um, her true emotions and feelings, right? Because she, though she says she knew it wasn't her mother physically in the water mm-hmm. and her mom wasn't in danger or anything, but the thought affected her. Like, oh my god, my mom could be, you know, fighting for her life, and so I think that that opened her eyes to. Life is short, mm-hmm. and I have to allow my mom to be the mom. Yeah. And in some part of the episode, I'm not quite sure if it happened before or after, Alexis said something about um, <clears throat> her mom didn't talk to her, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's something that she really wanted while she was a kid, just her mom to talk to her. And... I'm not going to get sappy, but it resonated with me on a whole other level because my mom was also not someone who Mm. talked to me. Mm -hmm. She, her love language was more so, oh, excuse me, acts of service. Mm -hmm. So she would do for me and that was her way of expressing love. And so I think that that's also something that each of these families need to take into consideration each other's love languages. Right. Because Alexis's love language might be quality time, whereas her mother's love language might not be that. And I don't think it is. So I think they had to just come together and see how their languages differ. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that it's hope for them, for it sure. It is. It definitely is hope. And I love to see that Alexis finally didn't just 
feel like she was a victim or like everyone's attacking her mm-hmm. she honestly at this point start listening to her mother and saying you know what you're right <clears throat> I do treat you as if you're my child and mm-hmm. that is something that I don't want to do because I need a mom yeah and that I was like yeah because I feel like as women well for myself maybe not women because I don't want to speak for everyone but Sometimes I blame my mom for a lot of stuff, and and she was learning, and I think we learned this a lot in the in just watching this that yes. your mom learns how to be a mom with you some a lot of times. Yes, and not to cut you off, mm-hmm. but we also hold our parents to this high standard mm. as if they're not human. Yep, and I wish someone would have told me that years ago. Mm-hmm. So I. I was orphaned at 21 years old, so I lost both of my parents. Um, And there were a lot of things, I remember, within the first few years of being orphaned that I would replay in my head time and time again of, well, my mom didn't do this, my dad didn't do this. And I would go to therapy because it was affecting me on a whole other level. Like, I was outside of myself and acting up and just doing really crazy things. And my therapist had to remind me that both of my parents were human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> They both had to learn different things as they went, as they parented me. Right. It was never, they never stopped learning how to be a parent, Girl. you know? And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people believe that parenthood, if you sign up for this thing, mm-hmm. um, that they're just supposed to be perfect. Yep. Oh. And they're not. They're not perfect. You know, now I feel like I have to call my mom because I often hold so many grudges against her because of certain things that she's done. And I, and now that you say it, I never really say my mom is human. She's also learning. And some of her mistakes are her mistakes that she's getting through and that she needs to work on. I always am like, you you shouldn't have had me if you didn't know how to do <laughs> Like, yeah. I literally said that at one point in my life, and now I feel like a complete... I feel like an Alexis right now. Like, why did you, why, why did you have me if you couldn't be a, my mom, if you couldn't mm. be what I needed? But honestly, and each child is different. So she could have had... Because my mom has two other kids before me, but each love language, as mm-hmm. you were saying, is different, and each child is different. And... Let's move the love language between the Gobins. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, I know watching it, it makes me cringe. And I feel like Michael is never going to really <clears throat> understand. Even with this exercise, I felt like he didn't really understand. Or your overall thoughts of like Michael's reactions to the exercise, the letter. It's like he, he says on camera like, yeah, I understand. And then he'll go behind closed doors and kind of attack Laura again and call her a liar. It's still so hard for me to believe that Michael is denying that the molestation happened to Mm -hmm. his daughter um, because she was so young. And so I don't see why he would even think she would lie about that. Something as serious as that. And he says something about, yeah, you've told me that this happened, but there's been no one to prove it. And when he said that, I said, who else has to prove that someone molested your daughter. Right. Your daughter is coming to you telling you that this is happening. And what proof will you ever get with that? Obviously, people aren't molesting out in, like, the open, like, hey, yeah, I did this. Like, that's not how it happens, yeah. sir. Like, obviously, this is something that is affecting her and is still affecting her now for you not to understand. It makes me, it questions me, it questions 
him mm-hmm. at this point. Oh, yeah. What, Absolutely. Where is this disconnect coming from? Is it something that you actually think she's a liar or or what? He thinks that she's fiending for attention. Right. And why? crazy to me. Exactly. And my question is why. I really want uh, them to sit down with Michael and actually, like, ask him, like, how was his childhood? What mm. happened to him? Is there anything that he's done that maybe he regrets or maybe that he, I don't know. Or can he relate? Right. To the molestation. Right. Did someone in his own family do the same thing And to then him? he just denies I'm not speculating. It. I'm just right. saying, We're just saying what could possibly be the reason for him not believing his daughter, but it's so hard to see their interaction mm-hmm. because I see how hurt Laura is yeah, by this. Everyone does, honey. And it happened when she was eight. Mm-hmm. Now I'm guessing she's well into her thirties, forties, mm-hmm. and it's still affecting her. It's and, a part of her story. And, and her own problem. father doesn't believe her. Yep. And it's a problem that keeps recurring. Like <clears throat> every time they get past one hurdle and they hug it out is this surface of you're a liar, I don't believe you, that never goes away. So Mm -hmm. they're never actually going to be able to resolve their issues if they don't resolve this. And I really want Laura to be open to hearing her father's perspective or what her father has been through or gone through or something because something is just not right here. Yeah, it's not adding up. It's not adding up. And I need need them, Ish Ish and Kay, Mm -hmm. to go back in (laughs) figure this out because I need answers. Right, we all do. Right. <laughs> so we did get answers tonight from the Feldmans. We finally opened a door with them. Um, so Corey and Eden had that heart-to-heart. And they And each a per- person, um, a family member, were reading the letters too. So mm-hmm. the letters never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. But so when they read the letter, um, I guess Corey said, which he's never opened up at all. He's treated this entire thing as a joke in a reality mm-hmm. TV show. <laughs> but he said when when um, Eden went to live with his uncle, how that made him feel. It made mm-hmm. him feel like he shut him out. And he was replaced. Yes, yeah. and he was replaced. And mm-hmm. so they finally had a ground of understanding. Mm-hmm. Do we see progression for them? Do we see them actually now being able to take their issues and their family more seriously? I can just keep my fingers crossed for mm-hmm. them because I did see a, a snippet of the next episode and they were at each other's throat again. <laughs> again? <laughs> so I don't know, but I want to hope that they get it together because I think it's something special to be said about sibling love. Um, and that's also one that you shouldn't take for granted. I mean, you shouldn't take any relationship for granted, but. I mean, they finally have recognized what the issue is here mm-hmm. in Corey feeling like he was replaced. And so how can they now grow from this? Right. You know, I think that's something that they will need to have more of a conversation about. Yeah, I agree. Um, I my I know that situation with brother and sister, and it's a lot to deal with. Because I know with my sister, she mm-hmm. often felt like when I went to college, I left her. Mm-hmm. Because I went to college, and I kind of wanted to... I, I went to college home, but I kind of wanted to make it seem like I didn't go home. Because in my mm-hmm. mind, like I wanted to get away from home and 
Buffalo, whatever. Mm -hmm. But so I see, I hope they do resolve their issue. Mm -hmm. But I do see that Courtney, and and I relate this from the last, like the first episode, where they said that she needs to be sort of like a mediator. And I feel like at this point with the whole five, 15 minutes thing, Mm -hmm. even though I don't think that Eden was right in the situation, Mm -hmm. Courtney is going to be a divider rather than the glue between her Mm -hmm. the two brothers. And I think she is continuously being a divider because I feel like maybe there's some animosity between Eden because because what, what did Corey say to him? Oh, you don't you don't have these type of relationships. So, like, bashing Eden, yeah. saying he doesn't have, like, a romantic relationship. And, I mean, that was just so uncool. Yeah. And I, I just see, I see this problem brewing more so now because Courtney is a divider rather than their uncle being this divider. Mm. It's like <clears throat> Eden had their uncle in the, in the beginning and now Corey has Courtney and they're both using these individuals to not mend. I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because I've been trying to understand why Courtney is even on this show. Yeah, because I guess since it's like family and she's his wife. But the issues are between Corey and Eden. Right. So she's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And if she's not going to be helpful, I don't really see the reason for her being on the show. Because right. she's like an extra, yeah, if you think is. about she it. She never talks. She never does anything. She kind of goes with the flow. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe maybe the doctors would be like, girl, bye. <laughs> Kick her out the door. Sorry, You're Courtney. a divider. We gotta get rid of you. I hate to see it happening, but... <laughs> possibly. Right, possibly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I hear you got a lot of juicy news and gossip for us. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> All right. So, Laura actually took to her Instagram mm. a picture of her and her Parents, and I wanted to highlight them because in this episode, mm-hmm. it's a lot of drama between them. But I loved what her caption said. It said that she's her parents' biggest fan. Wow. So I love that. I mean, despite what we see on TV, I know that the love is there. So this just gives me hope for them. I hope that in the next episode, we begin to see maybe, you know, better mm-hmm. communication between her and her father. And her father really beginning to listen to his daughter right so fingers crossed for that fingers crossed because i don't think it's her mom that is the issue the mom is also an extra yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely between her and her father Mm -hmm. i feel like the mom but the mom does go along with everything that michael says so that's kind of annoying and an extra yeah (laughs) get off the show yeah But hopefully we do see some progress. I see they're all been posting really positive things lately. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that every family resolves their issues that they have going on. So we hope we're looking for (laughs) resolutions and not more arguing and fighting, even though it's good for reality TV, as Corey would say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But so we have a plot twist, guys. We have our special segment that we're bringing back to you. And before we were talking about dysfunctional families, mm-hmm. and basically we would say another dysfunctional family that's in Hollywood um, that we know of. Uh, mm-hmm. But now, plot twist, we're going to talk <laughs> about great families, families that we learn from, families that we love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm going to get right started because I can't hold my in any Go longer. I'm like, I love the Smiths. Oh, me too. Oh, my gosh. I love them. Jado, Will, Willow. Uh, I love them all. Like, Jaden, 
I love them. I think the Red Table Talk has really led us into their life, Mm -hmm. especially with Jada and Willow and the mom. Like, I feel as if when I see them on social media, because they finally got some social media going, Mm -hmm. um, when I see Will and I I see the love that they all have for one another, I get so happy. Look look. at them. They're so so freaking cute. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I honestly just love everything about them. And you know what's so crazy? People are talking about them so badly at one point remember when mm-hmm. like they would let their children express themselves creatively mm-hmm. but now look at how fabulous they, they are. They are fabulous and honestly that was the best thing that they did for their kids is allow them to express themselves so that needs to happen all the time so kudos to those parents yeah i love them i mm-hmm. feel like the smiths are like my long lost uncle and yes. aunt and cousins <laughs> yes you know like yeah. they're a part of my family mm-hmm. at this point because i grew up watching will you know what i mean so i just feel like i've let them in my home already yeah (laughs) but i would say for me in addition to the smiths Mm -hmm. the first family that comes to mind is actually (laughs) my forever first family the obama oh yes oh yes (laughs) i love them yes i love them they're amazing people Mm -hmm. and i follow both all of them on instagram i want to say and the way that they love each other you know from what i see and what i have read and even like michelle's book it's authentic it's it's beautiful it's something that i don't even think can be described look at them they're so beautiful but yeah that's definitely family goals for me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'm not gonna lie to see a family so powerful and loving and caring Mm -hmm. it honestly warms my heart and Let's not say that they're everything about these families are glamorous, oh, glitz no. and glam. I'm sure they have their arguments and their ups and downs, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just really inf- refreshing to see a family who holds it d- together and despite everything, love one another and get through those those situations. So, yeah. guys, your families can be very loving. <laughs> just try try to work things out with your siblings, your mom, your dad, and have those cousins. hard conversations yes. before it's too exactly because we learned here that tomorrow isn't promised Mm -hmm. unfortunately oh i don't want to go me neither (laughs) but we gotta go (laughs) we're so corny i know (laughs) guys we gotta go but we don't want to go but thank you for always watching marriage boot camp on after buzz tv my name is zakia wilbert you can find me on instagram at zakia w underscore and you guys can follow me on all social media at Erica Joy TV. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, y'all. We are out of here. But before we go, do you have any predictions, girl? Oh, okay. Duh. <laughs> Let's see. I would predict that Alexis and Penelope will continue in this Ooh. positivity. Ooh. And she'll allow her mom to be the mom. Yes. And it'll be healing in that, too, because she expressed in this episode, I need my mom. Mm-hmm. I predict that the Philmans get it together, and they're, they're supposed to be glue, has a voice at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, guys. We are out of here. Peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later.
<laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.